0: Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Welcome in, Eagles fans, to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you on a Friday edition of the show. Guys, we thank you for making On Eagles your first listen each and every day. And guys, today's show is sponsored by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit On Location, exp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location Gino it is locked on QB1 since it is a Friday edition of the show it is a bye week though so we don't have a performance to preview for Jalen Hurts as he looks to return coming off that ankle injury he missed last game against the New York Jets Gardner Minshew leads them to a win over New York to get to six and seven today's show guys we promise you is not going to be about a quarterback controversy neither one of us think this is one if anybody's talking about that, it's a media grab for clicks and attention. Mm -hmm. But uh, Gino, I think because of that, because we know Jalen Hurts is going to come back into the starting lineup when the Eagles play Washington, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, that a huge opportunity is in front of him. I mean, the Eagles right now, I talked about it on the show yesterday. It's like outside of, Washington it's really these two teams in the NFC East I think they have the best path to that seventh and final wild card spot like if I'm gonna put money on one of these guys one of these teams to make it it's probably whoever takes advantage of those two matchups and so Jalen Hurts is a huge opportunity to get this team into the postseason and it's kind of the opportunity we wanted for Carson Wentz for so many years but those injuries just came at such bad time right at the end to make the run or in 2019 it was in the playoff run.
1: Jalen Hurts is going to be tasked with figuring out the question of if he is the guy moving forward, I feel. We'll, we'll get closer to that final result at the end of these four games and what that'll be. How many games for him, Lou? 17, yeah. 5, 22 games of we'll tape. A full
0: season at that point.
1: Yeah, a full season plus at that point, and you want to see him with a fire under him when he comes back. You know, he's got that two weeks to rest. He didn't have to take a lot of hits in the past three weeks. They're going to get on a bus to go to all these away games. They don't have to get on a plane, and that won't just affect Jalen Hurts. That'll help everybody else out, a guy like Jason Kelsey with those lower body injuries. Sitting on a bus for a couple hours is going to be way better than just going to an airport, sitting, sitting on the plane, having to go there, having to get back on the plane. It's going to be great for this team and their identity of being able to overcome adversity late down the stretch because a lot of these guys, Lou, have done that. And now Jalen Hurts is in a position with these guys around him, with the offensive line, with the playmakers. Can they beat their division? I always say, and I will continue to say till the end of time, you draft to beat your division. Well, you have four great opportunities to find out where you stand because if these two tests against Washington go awry, Maybe you beat the Giants, and let's say you lose to Dallas, that's a poor divisional record. I mean, I think that might be one win. At over that point, the division. it was only yeah. one win.
0: Yeah, if you split or if you beat the Giants. And, Gino, wouldn't you agree that? As much as 2017 wouldn't change anything about that season, obviously. I think it was one of the, I mean, for a first Super Bowl, it's hard to do a lot better than that story. 2018 as well was a lot of fun for me and you, the first time running the podcast, to see Nick Foles go back on another miracle playoff run. Incredible. We'll never forget those moments. But at the same time, wouldn't you agree, like, not only as a fan, you want to see the guy. Take you on those runs. But I think it's extremely important for a team to gain momentum, even if you can't win a championship this year, to have the young quarterback that might be the long term piece being the one that's getting that experience with you in those battles. I feel like that is very important for your long term stability as a contender. And so having Jalen Hurts as that guy could really bode well for this team long term. Like, does a one and out wild card loss really help them a lot, you know, long term? Maybe not. But if Jalen's the quarterback, you know, again, if, if he's not the quarterback, it won't. But
1: if he is, yeah, absolutely, you want this team in the playoffs. I always go back to the analogy, especially in hockey and basketball, for these young teams that maybe they have a great season, but they catch a, a veteran team. Like if the Eagles got the seventh spot, they're most likely going to have to play either Green Bay, Arizona. One of those teams that right. has veterans, has these guys that are on their quote-unquote end runs to get this Super Bowl. But they go into the playoffs and they get that experience, you know, Lou. And I always think back to Connor McDavid, probably the best player in the league, or Austin Matthews, one of the top three players in the NHL. And you could really go around to a multitude of different NBA players each and every year when they get to the playoffs their first year, they might run into one of those juggernauts that we talk about. But when they go back the next time, they're prepared. And you're right. I think you're... Bang on with that analogy, Lou, especially now in this longer season and still four games that are probably like a playoff, I mean essentially are, that atmosphere is going to be like it in all of those games. I mean you luckily have more home games than you do away, which is Right, and even
0: though it's regular season football, Gino – late do or die games like that they're not the same as a week four matchup in carolina you know what what i mean like will this if jalen has a really good finish with these final four games will it exclude everything that's happened up until this point Mm -hmm. of course not but these are the moments these are the games this is the the late season run is what you remember the most so if he puts his best football together in these next four games for sure it's going to do a lot for his long-term standing with his chance of being qb1
1: Absolutely. And I think you and I are both in that same state of mind that if that works out and he does get there, one, I think it overcomes what we believe this team could do this year. And two, I think it overcame what we thought Jalen could do this year. And I think that will put us a little closer to finding out if we have a, a guy moving forward and maybe put our mind at ease a little bit and then see what he does in the playoffs. But the complete opposite could happen and they could go 1 and 3 in this next stretch, Lou. It, it realistically could happen. Washington's got to win those two games. The Giants aren't dead yet, and Dallas might have to do it for field position. If they're the the fourth team and they have a chance to drop down to fifth, they're they could potentially have to win that last game, you know. So, the Eagles have to put their best foot forward. But what I've seen the last couple weeks with a team that still has been pretty banged up, your quarterback one was out, now you're coming back against guys, against the team in Washington that is playing Dallas this week, they have a division matchup this week, you have two weeks rest, there's no excuse you don't come out for that game prepared you don't come out hot you don't come out scheming Jalen Hurts up Jalen should be like a man on fire when that game starts against Washington and I really do think that the Eagles could go and hit Washington in the mouth I'm not going to do what Mike McCarthy did and guarantee a win never doing that yep exactly that never works out in the NFC East don't ever do it in the NFC East it does not (laughs) but Lou putting stock into the quarterbacks in this division Outside of Dak, I'm putting Jalen right there at the guys I trust right now. I'm, I'm taking him over Taylor Heineke. I'm definitely taking him over Daniel Jones. Prove me right prove us right Jalen like we want to see you go and be the guy that's all I want and I want I want to be the guy that's saying dang I didn't think he could do that this year and I I didn't think this team could do that this year
0: I mean that's been our mindset the whole year is we want to be wrong on our preseason take on Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts and you know so far I don't think we've been wrong but he still has a lot of opportunities here late in the season and very important games so there isn't a quarterback controversy Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy the next four weeks unless he completely bombs out Um, I don't Think that's going to be the case though in the NFC East matchups. So we're not going to talk backups in the sense of you know a quarterback controversy like Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, you know Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick, so on so forth. But you know we will talk a little
1: controversy, (laughs) right?
0: I remember when ESPN did one last year, they did a montage or a story about this with the Eagles, and they accidentally. I don't know if it was an intern or somebody created a graphic. It was Michael Vick versus Jeff Garcia, even though that never oh happened. Oh, my goodness. Um, and we'll talk backups in the sense of a fun segment where we're going to do a all-time Eagles backup quarterback draft because this team does have a winning record over the last 20 years with backup quarterbacks. They've won their first-ever Super Bowl with backups. So although – fans sometimes like to hate on QB1 and QB2 is the guy you make them jealous with, right, if you will. Um, At the same time, Philadelphia, there's been a reason fans are so infatuated with QB2 and Phillies because they've needed them so much for so long. So we're going to go through uh, the history of the Eagles and try to come up with some teams of ultimate Eagles backup quarterbacks. So that's coming up next right here on Lockdown QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Lockdown Eagles and guys, today's show is sponsored by on location Super Bowl 56 at SoFi in Los Angeles is less than 100 days away, and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location wherever you search on the internet. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location.
1: And after you book your trip and while you're getting on the plane, make sure you pack a couple built Bars for your trip. I always have one in my bag because not only are they great and delicious, but they're healthy, too. And it's the holidays, Lou. You know you want to feel a little guilt-free. I'll eat as many cookies as I want, but I'll also eat as many built Bars as I want. There's so many flavors you have mint brownie, you have raspberry, you got cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream. You always have the limited edition flavors that are coming out. It gives you extra fuel. I always take one with me to the gym as well. It's really just the most convenient and best tasting bar out there. It really is. And and I would give them in people's stockings if I was uh, giving out some gifts this year. And I'll put a couple in my dog's. Uh, they get the gift marshmallow bag.
0: puffs now too. Yeah. they're
1: spicing it up. Yeah, give him a, give him a little the, the peanut butter one for your dog. Just take a little bit of the peanut butter out there. You don't need to give him the chocolate. But for the rest of you, make sure you tell Santa to throw a few in there in your stockings. You can take it, dip it in your hot cocoa. You can take it with you wherever you go. Convenient, low in calories, low in carbs, high in protein. It's healthy, it's delicious, and you can always get the puff ones like Lou said. It's like a marshmallow. You take that, roast it over your fire on Christmas Day. Come on, you have a homemade s'more right there without any of the mess. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15 for 15% off your order.
0: All right, guys, this is Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. And today is Friday, so of course that means it's Locked On QB1. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. Gino, it's time to spice it up with the bye week here. We talked about Jalen Hurts in the playoff run, the opportunity he has in front of him here with this uh, four-game stretch, half a game out of the postseason behind Washington, who they play twice. They play the Giants. They play the Cowboys. Very similar to 2019 and the opportunity Carson Wentz had. Carson took advantage. Hopefully, Jalen will do the same and not get hurt in the playoff game. Um, I don't think he has to worry about Garner Minshew behind him. So I don't think there's a quarterback controversy like there's been in past years with this Philadelphia Eagles football team, but it has been the case that QB two has been a lot better to the Eagles than most. I mean, Gino, when you look at most franchises around the NFL, like when you agree, most teams, most by far have not had the luxury of what the Eagles have had as a, like a, most of the time for an NFL team, if your starting quarterback, gets hurt. That's the season. But so many times for the Eagles, And for the most part, it's been the opposite. When they lose their starter, good things have still happened, sometimes even better, i.e. Nick Foles in 2013, 2017, and 2018. It's kind of incredible.
1: I was at the game Donovan McNabb towards ACL where Jeff Garcia would later come into that game, save that season for the Eagles, take them to the playoffs, and almost take them back to the playoffs the following season. It is one of those positions, much like the offensive line, where teams around the NFL – When you look at the result and the product of offensive lines, unlike a a primetime game, for example, let's say, and you look at Pittsburgh that played last night on Thursday night football, I can easily say the Eagles have a better situation – on the offensive line than the Pittsburgh Steelers do. And you look around, and that's one of the things. I think back to the year with Andrew Luck when he gets injured and Chris Painter is their quarterback in the, – or that might have been the last year Paint Manny. I don't know. No, but it was, Chris, yeah, it was Kerry Collins, I think, and Curtis Painter. <laughs> it, it was a mix of just two guys that didn't belong out there. Sometimes Jim Sorgi there too? <laughs> there, there were way too many guys that have been just bad outside of Philadelphia at that position, and it makes you appreciate it. A guy like A.J. Feely, for example, who almost beats Tom Brady in the prime of his career. Jeff Garcia, we already mentioned him. Michael Vick and what he did in those playoff runs. Nick Foles, you could even go back to the 90s when they had Jim McMahon back in the day. I mean, like, they have always – Long hair and the black visor, oh, man. Dude, one of the co- coolest human beings of all time, oh, and man. I want to get my hands on a Jim McMahon Eagles jersey. But it's one of the things in the 21st century especially – Koy detmer ty detmer like the detmer brothers as well like that was a huge thing they've always done this and look at the result of it and how far they have gotten with these guys and then look at teams around the nfl the connor cook game for the raiders a couple years ago when uh Derek carr gets hurt you could just go around the list and just say yeah these teams haven't been as successful as philadelphia and the statistics show it and in this case lou Quarterback wins, I believe, are a statistic because you need these guys to get you one or two wins, and they easily either win you a game or lose you a game. There's no in-between, I feel, with these guys.
0: Yeah, I think the last time you really felt like after you lost your starter, it was just too tough to overcome. I mean, Josh McCown in 2019 was the first time in a long time I had felt like, not hopeless, but it was... I mean, against Russell Wilson in a playoff game felt a little different than, you know, having Michael Vick in there or Nick Foles, Jalen Hurts, heck, even Kevin Cobb back in the day or Jeff Garcia, uh, Jim McMahon. We've mentioned a lot of these names. Gino, it's time to do some drafting of these all time QB twos in Eagles history. And I did a randomizer. So you actually ended up with the first pick. So we're going to this is the rules of how we're going to do this. We're both going to construct a team of five past Eagles backup quarterbacks. And the rule will be this, the backup So the rule is you, this player cannot have been a starting quarterback for the Eagles for three plus years. So like, to me, I feel like, you know, Michael Vick probably will, I mean, he started from 2010 to Mm. 2013. So it's like a traditional backup. Anybody else though, really that we could think of is in play here name wise that we mentioned, um, including Nick Foles, because he only was a full-time starter for the Eagles for a year and a half, which is crazy to think about, but it is the truth. And you got the first pick,
1: man. So uh, you can uh, you can take QB two at first overall. Let's take the guy that's on this book sitting behind me on the shelf that's hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. The easiest yeah. pick of all time, Nick Foles, without a doubt.
0: The greatest backup quarterback ever. When it comes uh, to what he did in twenty, like as a spot, it's starter, close. Twenty thirteen was the
1: one for the Giants that when uh, Phil Simms got hurt, that won them the oh, Super Bowl. Uh, Bowl. Um. Can't I, think I of can't. his name, but he yeah, would probably exactly a very Tom close was. second. But outside of that, Nick Foles is beat Tom Brady. He he that he won that game. We won because of Nick Foles in that game for sure. That's the thing is like it wasn't. Nick Foles is the
0: craziest, one of the most unique NFL stories ever. It was like anytime you needed him as King his movie
1: on a uh, on went, Disney oh would be great one day. That
0: should be the <laughs> movie, not Kurt Warner. Absolutely. I mean, this guy, anytime a team wanted to make him the guy, the Eagles in 2014, mm-hmm. the Rams in 2015, the Jaguars in 2019, he looked like the worst starting quarterback in the league. And then when you needed him to be the Mariano Rivera, the closer, he goes 27 touchdowns and two picks in 2013, wins you the division. He wins you a Super Bowl, like you said, outdueling the greatest quarterback ever, who, by the way, in that game threw for half a thousand yards. And then in 2018 as well, like he takes a team that was dead in the water and almost puts them back in the NFC Championship game. It is the most roller coaster career I've maybe seen in all of sports. It's truly incredible.
1: I would have to say that that is a near perfect. If you could write a story from scratch and make it into a movie, but it happened in real life, type of story, it'd be a great movie, man. It would be a fantastic movie. And not only that, he's a great human being and he does great for all the communities that he's a part of. And man people wanted him to start over Carson Wentz. It it was a discussion.
0: Thank God they didn't do that. But at the same time, yeah, Nick Foles, definitely the first overall pick here. I'm going to go Gino at number two with the Nick Foles before Nick Foles. And that's Jeff Garcia, who in 2006 kind of did the same thing, right? The Eagles under 500 when he took over, he goes five and one as a starter. He beats the Giants in a wild card game. Much like Nick Foles in 2018, he almost beat Drew Brees and the Saints in the playoffs in the divisional round to get you back to the NFC championship game. I remember that was one of the first seasons. I, And again, this is showing my age here. You know, um, I'm pretty young still as an Eagles fan, but that was one of the first wild rides I had seen because even like you know, the 2000 to 2004 run. I was born in 97 people, keep in mind. So 2006, I'm getting there, right? At that point, I'm nine, 10 years old. And Garcia was kind of the foals before foals. Only I hadn't really been used to that before. So I didn't expect that. And man, Jeff Garcia and that Eagles team went on a crazy run. I mean, Dante Stallworth was on that team. That was the Sheldon Brown year with his hit on Reggie Bush in the Super Bowl, or in the, excuse me, in the divisional round. So I think Jeff Garcia is my second overall pick just based on, that was one of the first runs I had really enjoyed with the birds, and uh, he was kind of fools before
1: foals. I would have to take that as well, man. I mean, it, it was kind of by the grace of the game I was at that I felt destined to make that pick if it was second overall to me. So I feel you. Uh, Jeff Garcia, one of those guys that has one of those careers that you went from being the guy with Terrell Owens to being a guy that was backing up Donovan McNabb at the peak of McNabb's career right place right time still had enough game in them and did well enough to to put them in position for two straight seasons to have a chance to to win it all for a little bit
0: I think Jeff Garcia at number two is um I was going back and forth with a couple guys but I think Garcia ultimately is uh, one of the most fond memories at QB2 Gino who do you got with your second pick I
1: <sighs> This one's difficult. I mean, you you got either of the Detmer brothers that were both great college players, not so much in the NFL. They they weren't the greatest. I don't have the fondest memories of Coy Detmer when he came in for those few times that McNabb was out. Uh, There's also one in the the mid-2010s that I I don't even want to say his name. I don't want to draft him to my team. But there was a guy who, as a backup, caught a little bit of lightning in a bottle, Kevin Cobb when he was a backup that's a good one that's a good was one was good notice it's like started, the same theme with all these
0: guys very good in spot starts and when they a team wanted them to be the guy it just never worked
1: no it never worked out and kevin cobb's career ended by slipping on a rubber mat in buffalo i know you remember that story i was at training
0: name. camp that day my friend
1: <laughs> i know that is one of the most surreal stories of all time but as a backup he did enough to warrant them to just hand over the starting job once McNabb was gone. Lou, I remember vividly getting the magazine from the Philadelphia store, Philadelphia Eagles store in the mail when they had the Kelly green, that was the season. And the Kevin Cobb Jersey was the first one that they were showing. It was unbelievable.
0: I I bought the hype too. I bought a Kevin Cobb Jersey in June before 2010. Isn't it crazy that he was the guy to convince the Eagles their best quarterback of all time had just come off an 11-5 and season, and Kevin Cobb was the one to convince that organization <laughs> and Andy <laughs> Reid to move oh. off Donovan. And then, crazy enough, he got, what, a quarter and a half? Clay Matthews knocks him out. Michael Vick takes over, and Cobb never got his chance again. I mean, he played – he won those two games in the middle of 2010 against San Francisco and Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they were thinking maybe Cobb sticks again with Vick out um, but then he lost to Tennessee, I remember, and Vic took back over and beat Peyton Manning and the Colts. But yeah, Kevin Cobb, uh, another one that kind of caught lightning in a bottle when he was out there. And hey, man, I mean, he had a ton of weapons too, so it was kind of hard to fail in that offense, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and as a backup in those couple games, I mean, he put up good numbers. I think he had above sixty percent completion percentage in most of those games. So that was a good, good outing for Kevin as a backup. We are we're saying right. not right. as a starter. Yeah, as a pure backup. I
0: use that jersey now as a workout shirt. I cut the sleeves off, so that's where I'm oh, standing nice. is with Kevin Cobb. And then he went to Arizona. The Eagles got a second round pick and Dominique Rogers Kamardi out of it, so wasn't bad value. Gino takes Kevin Cobb, so he's got Nick Foles and Kevin Cobb. I've got Jeff Garcia. Uh Gino, before we take a break, one more pick for me, and then we'll do two more in segment three. I'm gonna get another guy that was he wore number nine. He was swaggy like Nick Foles. You mentioned him in segment one. He wore the dark visor, the long hair, the mullet, right? Jim McMahon, who was a Super Bowl quarterback when he came to Philadelphia. He won with those um, 85 Bears, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, McMahon – took the Eagles to a winning record in 1991, 8-3, and three, had 12 touchdowns, a 60% completion percentage, which, you know, back then was pretty it good. Seems like the
1: first Jeff Garcia that we had, yeah. like a guy playing yeah, at a he Super Bowl level and comes yeah. here in the peak of a guy like mm-hmm. Cunningham's career. So
0: Right. And it's crazy, too, because when you think of 1991, the football outsiders think that that Eagles defense, DVOA-wise, is the best defense in NFL history, the 1991 Eagles. And so the fact that Randall Cunningham had a season-ending injury week one Felt like that might be it. But Jim McMahon with that defense, that was enough still to, you know, get them to an eight and three record with their backup quarterback. And again, you just, you look at the dark visor. I have the sports illustrated of the masked man um, and it's up in my studio. So he is kind of the Jeff Garcia before Jeff Garcia, if you will. And he rocked number nine too, which is cool. The number nine was pretty good to QB two.
1: Absolutely. And that I love watching the 85 bears, uh, Documentary on ESPN. Jim McMahon is just such a cool cat. Like he he's just one of those guys that I feel like was in the locker room, would go out there any given Sunday. Like even if he just woke up off a bender and just would get it done. And he and he still wears the sunglasses. And he's just a cool cat. And he was a good backup. He was a good starter. And hey, good he played he was able to be the quarterback of two of the best defenses of all time. The 85 Bears and the 91 Eagles, 100%. That's unbelievable. Think about that. I've never put two and two together.
0: It's a pretty nice luxury, man, to get to play for maybe the two best defenses in NFL history. That definitely helped out Jim McMahon. So we'll do a team of four uh, for Geno and I. So we're going to do two more picks at the end here of the show in segment three. But guys, first, today's podcast is sponsored by Stance. Stance is incredible. Comfortable clothes with amazing designs. With the holiday season around the corner, I've been scrambling for gift ideas. But that was before Stance. Their shirts, socks, joggers, hoodies, they're incredibly soft and comfortable. Plus, you can get them in style of your favorite team, your favorite show, your favorite movie. You got the Marvel Cinematic Universe blowing up right now, right? Spider Man No Way Home is coming up on Thursday. Stance changed the game by offering color, comfort, and creativity like no other. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I'm loving, you know, part of me is I binge-watched The Office 8000 times. Love my office apparel from Stance. I got in on the Marvel game. Spider-Man like I said next week. Can't wait. Got to get my family some Marvel stuff from Stance. It is an awesome, awesome place to get Comfortable, affordable, and really well-designed clothes. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, guys, this is Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. It's Locked On QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. And we're doing a QB2 draft all-time for the Eagles. Gino took Nick Foles and Kevin Cobb in segment two. I took Jeff Garcia and uh, Jim McMahon. So, Gino, let's keep it going here. We're going to make a team of four for both of us. We'll post a graphic, too, on our Twitter account, at Birds after the show, and we want you guys to uh, pick who you would ride with between the two teams of ultimate QB2s. Um, and so I did take uh, McMahon with that last pick. So, Gino, you have your third pick here on the board as you have two more to go. Who are you going with? I
1: have to go A.J. Feely. Just yeah. because that game against New England is, I think, is ingrained. Was in that against action. the
0: undefeated Patriots? Was that? It that was against the undefeated
1: Patriots. Right. He
0: almost knocked them off more than maybe anybody that year.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it was a three point game, if I'm not mistaken. And he, he was a guy that also Lou, a team, multiple teams tried to give him a chance to be a number one guy, and just couldn't get it done. Why didn't they get what a second was, round pick for him? I don't know if they got a second round pick, but I know it was a, a pick that was not as low as it should have been because he was a guy that I feel like he's a TJ Yates type of guy, a guy that was good in some a couple of start. What did they get, Lou?
0: He got a they got a second round pick for the from the Miami Dolphins
1: for AJ Feely. That's <laughs> they also with backup quarterbacks. I think they have far and away. We should compile the list of how many assets they have gotten by trading away or via a compensatory pick from their backup quarterback. It's truly unbelievable. Got the third for Nick Foles. You get a second in DRC for Kevin Cobb. You get a second for A.J. Feely. And one of the feel-good stories in the Eagles history, Lou, like – That was a revenge type of game, an undefeated Patriots team that we wish we had McNabb in that game, but he wasn't there. Like, what would he have done the second time he got to play them, the time after he lost to them in the Super Bowl? But it was A.J. Feely, this guy who is the second in command and just comes in, puts together a heck of a performance, and in other spots starts as well. I mean, not as great as that one in particular, but was a fantastic backup. And got a second-round pick, I feel like that should be – also, in, in in addition to my third overall right. selection,
0: and it's more impressive looking back now, knowing that AJ Feeley did not become a guy for the Dolphins and Kevin Cobb did not become the guy for the Arizona Cardinals. Right. The Eagles kind of ripped these teams off for sure. I um, mean, with Nick Foles too. Like, I mean, they they made the right decision on all these players. I mean, so far, we'll see with the Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz thing, but um, yeah, for the most part, they've made the right call too on these quote unquote controversies. Or you know, when QB two plays well, they don't buy the hype enough to the point where they trade away their guy. Although Andy Reed did do that with Kevin Cobb trading away Donovan McNabb. He kind of did get a little, I don't want to say lucky that Michael Vick turned into what he was in 2010 because he did bring him straight out of prison to Philadelphia. Mm. So it was on him too. But you know, the guy you initially picked to replace McNabb and Kevin Cobb didn't work out for sure. Uh, my third pick here of four I have is going to be Mark Sanchez. And uh, there's not a lot of great <laughs> options left, Gino, but Mark Sanchez in 2014, I mean, when, look, 2015 was pretty brutal. We remember the you were at the one game, uh, mm-hmm. right, against, was it Miami or Tampa Bay? Tampa, Tampa Bay, right? James Winston yeah. threw so, five touchdowns. Mark He's only Sanchez, thrown five yeah. touchdowns
1: twice in his career, one time right. this year against Green Bay, and the other mm-hmm. game was against the Philadelphia <laughs> Yeah,
0: so. so that wasn't a great day, and, you know, when the Eagles didn't have any weapons, Mark Sanchez was kind of useless, but, hey, in 2014, when Nick Foles went down in that, team was still competing for the playoffs. I mean, you remember the Thanksgiving game, mostly against Dallas. They stomped on that team. And although a lot of it was LaShawn McCoy, Sanchez had a good day, right? A passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. They got to nine and three, you know, the fire kind of died out at the end of the year and they missed the playoffs at 10 and six. But I mean, Sanchez was another one of those guys that they lost their starter. The team is still competing for the playoffs. They're a win now team. And he didn't let the season totally go down the gutter. Um, in 2014 so there was a a time it was a gross discussion but there was a time where it was like Nick Foles or Mark Sanchez you remember this right who's the guy moving forward that's unfortunate now looking back at it but that at one time was a conversation I mean and he did make two back-to-back AFC title games so I guess I get it but God, that
1: was a bad thing. And then they stomped them out in the final game of the season yeah. when they had to beat Washington. Right. Yeah, it, it, one of those guys that – I won't even utter his name on this podcast, Lou. I'm not yeah. even going to give him the – Well, I get it
0: for you. You saw the disaster live. So oh, I'm totally it, gonna it was
1: it. one of the worst ever, man. And it was the, the stretch that before this stretch this year in those two-game back-to-back against Tampa Bay and uh, against Kansas City where they just allowed a boatload of points – That was the worst stretch, and one was on Thanksgiving against Detroit, and then it was that game. So I don't like to think back on it, but he did. Give him respect. He kept them afloat, and that's all you really need. And,
0: again, the pickings here is pretty slim. So with that, Gino, who's your final pick?
1: We're going to go back, Lou, to a time before you and I actually could watch his team in depth because I would have been a little under a year old. I'm going Rodney Pete. Because Rodney Pete, my friend, was the guy you talk about Jim McMahon, who went on to command that team after Randall Cunningham got hurt. Well, Randall Cunningham got hurt and he was taken over as the starter by Rodney Pete, who went on to go nine and three. He started in 12 games. He went two fifteen of three seventy five, so fifty seven point three at the time is good. Three for three, two thousand three hundred twenty six yards, eight touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. Not the greatest, but back then when they had that great defense, that was all you really needed to do. And Ronnie, and he, I they know won a
0: playoff game with him, Gino. I yeah, mean, they they the did. Lions in the nineteen ninety five wild card game isn't it crazy? how many times the Eagles have been in the playoffs and with some a, a lot of time won a game with a quarterback that to start the season was not supposed to be the guy. Like you said, I mean, mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham was supposed to still be the guy. And one of the two playoff wins they had in the 90s, crazy enough, Came from Rodney Pete, so All I right. like that final pick. For me, my last one is more based on just it's a heart pick. It's uh, more for the veteran on the, on the sidelines, the coach, if you will. I'm taking my man, Doug Peterson. You know, was oh! he good? <laughs> and this doesn't have to do with performance because in 99, Doug was not a good quarterback for the Eagles, and McNabb eventually did take over. But he, he was like
1: pick, cryptocurrency, Lou. You bought him in 1999, hoping his stock would take off. 20 years later, he brings us. They Super knew what they Bowl. were doing. They needed to
0: get him <laughs> in the building, give him a chance. So he was indebted to the Eagles, so he could win us a Super Bowl 20 years later. So Doug Peterson's my final pick, guys. We'll post I applaud season. you for that. Yeah, that thank you, great. thank you. Rodney Pete and Doug Peterson finishes off the show, a podcast about the Eagles in 2021. So that's perfect. We'll post our uh, we'll post our teams on Twitter at Locked On Birds. He's. At GC24 underscore football. I'm on Twitter at DBLC LOE. And we will be back on Monday, Gino, to look forward to this game against Washington. After the bye week, guys, enjoy some NFL football on Sunday without the birds, without maybe the stress of the birds for once, and uh, have a couple brews on us, and we'll see you Monday. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your show, and we're on YouTube as well throughout the week, and as I said on Twitter, at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, at L O E. Thanks for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Birds.
1: Fly, Eagles, fly.